0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. This is our week four preview episode and ton of great games to get to uh for this upcoming Saturday. But as always, let's talk about what we learned the
1: week prior. So what did you see last Saturday, Ryan? Uh, number one, Georgia got uh, a little bit of a scare there from South Carolina. Um, tale of two halves in this game. South Carolina played a really good first half. Spencer Rattler was playing awesome, making great throws, good choices. Um, And their defense was just shutting down Georgia. It was 14-3. Georgia looked like they were in trouble, but second half was just totally different. Georgia came out of their first drive and just went right down the field, scored a touchdown. And after that point, it just kind of felt like it was it was over, even though Georgia was down still, it just felt like, okay, this is, this is headed towards Georgia winning here. And they did, it was, it was a 21, nothing score and halftime Georgia's dominated. Um, the offensive line just kind of started to lean on South Carolina. They ran the ball really well. So it was a little alarming there for, for Georgia the first half, but came through in the end. Yep. Well, my, uh,
0: my first takeaway is that Jay Norvell and Colorado state just blew it this weekend. they, had colorado on the ropes on the road and so there were just over two minutes left the first kind of questionable decision that jay norvell made was so it was fourth and two um and colorado state had the ball at colorado's 45 yard line i would have gone for it i'm you Know, I, I don't think it was a horrible decision to punt it. Like, I think it's at least debatable. And the punts, as it turned out, ended up really good. It went down at the two. So, if you knew that, I guess maybe you would have yeah. punted. But here's the thing then they play the weakest of prevent defenses for you know the first portion of the drive, to where it's like that field position you gained by punting it, it didn't even matter because you're just giving yeah. it to them. You know, yeah, you wasted a little
2: bit of time there. But so, if that's and, you're gonna play, and yeah. like. That two yards, like it's not like you're playing Georgia's defense. Like Colorado was they were getting gashed.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. So uh give yourself a couple chances to win the game and and go for it on that, on that spot. But anyway, they didn't. Of course, Colorado drives down the field, ties it up, would go to overtime. Colorado scores first, and then Colorado State scores a touchdown. And everyone watching the game is thinking, go for two. Come on, you're a giant underdog. Yeah, you're on the road. Your best defensive player got hurt. You're not stopping Colorado. Just go for two. Like, you got your chance to win right here. One play. You can do it. And nope. Kicks the extra point. And then, of course, they lose in double overtime. So just... They they couldn't stop him. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a tough one. Especially, you know, Jay Norvell, of course, talked a little (laughs) trash going into it. And then he kind of... He had his opportunities, and he he played scared a little bit. Yeah. That was rough. But good for Colorado. Unbelievable. That was great. (laughs) great comeback and it was a great fun
2: game to watch
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course unfortunately travis hunter going down with
2: an an injury in that one so hopefully he's back soon yep yep um we had almost another wild upset boston college almost took down florida state you know we had all kind of anointed florida state like they're back they're here they're and boom they nearly kind of almost blew their season i guess maybe uh as just a massive favorite to to lowly boston college it was weird too because you know they were up big uh they were up like 31 to 10 ended up holding on 31 29 you know these games can happen but for my takeaway is you know it could be a red flag just because they gave up 450 yards to a boston college offense that had you know been somewhat lifeless through the first few weeks um their quarterback, Castellanos, played amazing, you know, rushing and throwing. But but there was just some sloppy play by the Knowles. They had a you know a fumble scoop and score for Boston College. And, you know, maybe I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt, kind of look ahead to Clemson, um, especially after everyone's patting them on the back for beating LSU and dominating Southern Miss. You know, I don't know. I mean, then the other Boston College is kicking themselves because they had a school record 18 penalties in the game. And yeah. the final one, the face mask, ended up, costing them a chance to to potentially win. So I don't know. I, uh, I'll i give them a pass, but it's a
1: little red flag for the Noles. At this point, everybody's got something already. There's nobody yeah. that does. You know, it's like, who, who doesn't have a little bit of a red flag? So speaking of that, uh, Texas and Wyoming. Uh, yeah, definite hangover here for the Longhorns after their big win at Alabama. They were favored 31 points in this game, but it was tied going into the fourth quarter, 10 to 10. 10 points only going into the fourth quarter. That's just not a good look for the Longhorns. Um, they did manage to put together a couple of 75-yard drives at the beginning of that fourth quarter to go up 24-10. to 10. Then they tacked on a pick six. So the final was 31-10, but obviously it was much closer than that and kind of a little bit worrisome if you were Texas fans. But in Quinn Ewers, man, he, he struggled. He only passed for 131 yards. Like, that's crazy. Um, they gave up 155 on the ground to Wyoming. Not a, Not – not too good. Just an ugly game for them, but I mean, you know, they are 3 and 0. Wyoming is a tough team. I think they're tougher than maybe people gave them credit for. So, you know, all all what will we'll be forgiven if they go to Baylor this week and just take care of business. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Arkansas lost
0: at home to BYU and my takeaway here is it's just crazy how quickly a coach can go from kind of like the chosen one, the yeah. savior to suddenly some doubts start creeping in. I think that's happening with Sam Pittman. I mean he's done a good job of overall, of course, especially given what he inherited. But now I, I think it's fair to start questioning the direction of the program because I believe this is year four for him. And he's, you know, he's lost his original coordinators. Um there's the team, I mean it's early of course, but the team doesn't seem to be great this year. You know, they're two and one now, but they have road games remaining against LSU, Olmis Alabama, and Florida. And they still have you know home games against A and M, Auburn, and Missouri. So at this point, you're you're hoping for a bowl game, or that's that's kind of the goal uh, for Arkansas. And I don't think that's where they expected to be. You know, flashback a couple years ago when in year two they went nine and four. So yeah.
2: just something to watch out for. That's for sure. Uh, how about Florida and they? Uh, Billy Napier got his biggest win for the gators uh, against tennessee and you know he needed it they dominated the vols um etn ran for 172 yards and this is crazy the vols haven't won in gainesville since 2003 so it's been 20 years wow Uh, but milton and the offense just they never got in sync um they had a bunch of false starts had to burn timeouts to avoid delay games um and and it kind of got away from them in the or second quarter when Milton threw a pick and set up Florida with a 9-yard field and they they capitalized um you know I'm not writing the balls off it was a hostile environment a desperate Gators team that 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 wanted to win but this offense does need to get in sync more if they want to start to you know match any of the success they had had last year it looks like they have a little bit uh less margin for error in that regard. And if I'm looking ahead, they've got three home games and a buy in the next four weeks to kind of help right the ship. But the Gators man big win, but they need to validate this. Now they've got uh, their next four games are against currently unranked teams, not a walk in the park, but after that they played Georgia. So they have a chance to make that Georgia game
1: very meaningful. Yeah. that was good for Napier needed it. Um, all right, uh, man, Alabama, struggles what's going on in the Tuscaloosa it's weird to see him struggle this much especially at the quarterback position seems like they've had such a good run you know I mean they have had such a good run about a decade of good good quarterback <laughs> good. play you know hurts uh, Tua, Mac Jones Bryce Young McElroy McCarron the list goes on um they're they're rough this year Tyler Buckner was absolutely terrible uh in this game against South Florida um uh, Ty Simpson was he was okay um and we've already seen Milrow not not look the greatest, but just putting up 17 points <laughs> against South Florida. Mm-hmm. I know the weather wasn't great, but and there was a delay, but still, that's um, that's not good. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it'd be kind of hard to imagine like at this point. So they've already got a loss, right? They lost to Texas. So it'll be hard to imagine them running the table at this point with this offense. Um, it, so it's going to be really tough for them to make the playoff, just kind of based off of the first few games here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I haven't seen Bama like this
0: in a long time. Yeah. Um, Well, let's move on to a very, very, very good offense. Washington murdered Michigan State this weekend. And Michael Penix is just off to an insane start this season. He leads the nation in passing yards. Thirteen hundred and thirty two. He's at seventy four percent completions, twelve touchdowns, one pick eleven point eight yards per pass attempt. And it's not like they have, you know, a totally garbage schedule you know they've played boise state michigan state like you know it's not your uh, your typical uh it's not like what usc's schedule has been let's say so far so you know and the the defense we'll see it but if the step forward they've taken is for real then they washington is really really good yeah they are they have
2: thrust themselves into the 12 12 man's there jeez please they're tough it's awesome so good so deep um all right well speaking of good lsu against mississippi state so there are there are game scores for pitchers in baseball you know it indicates kind of how good you know they were how they how good they pitched according to my game score for college football if there was such a thing like <laughs> this was as impressive as a performance as i've seen this year like lsu went on the road to starkville they undressed the Bulldogs. They, it was 41-14, but it, it was worse. Like it was twenty-four nothing in the first half. Jane Daniels set a school record. He was nearly perfect. He was thirty of thirty-four. Uh, two touchdowns. He ran for two more scores. Malik Neighbors had two hundred and thirty-nine yards receiving. Um, they they held and then on defense they held Will Rogers t- and their offense to only two hundred yards. Um, they had five hundred and thirty of their own offensive production. Like you look at that game and you kind of realized what they showed against florida state maybe wasn't their true self and they're a lot better than they looked in that game yeah
0: for sure um okay let's uh let's move on to a loaded slate in week four and we start off with you know huge acc battle
1: yeah and this with this one was we looked forward to before the year thought this was kind of the biggest game of course uh it Looks a little different now, but uh, Florida State's favorite two and a half at Clemson. Yeah, I've I've kind of waffled back and forth
2: on this one. Um, you know, when I look at it, FSU just kind of seems like they've they've got the dudes. I picked them to make the playoff a couple weeks ago, so I kinda, I'm kind of feel obligated here to to ride with them. But you know, when I look at it, I do like the spot for Clemson. They're at home, kind of being doubted. They can make an argument for that first game against Duke being kind of an anomaly where they had those bizarre drives get stymied near the goal line. But, um, but I want Clemson in that offense to prove it uh, to me. So, you know, cause Will Shipley hasn't totally gotten loose, let this loose yet this year, they need him to. And like I said, just a minute ago, that Florida state win against LSU is looks a little bit more impressive um, than we even thought. Um, so I'm, I'm going to forgive Florida state's, you know, Performance last week against Boston College, maybe a little look ahead. And uh I just I think Florida State's gonna pull it out in Death Valley.
0: Okay, I'll go the other way. Just it's just that gut reaction on principle, like Clemson at home, getting points, not against, you know, Georgia or vintage Bama. Still a very good Florida State team, but I don't know. I just I gotta take take the two and a half here. And I don't think Florida State is as great as they looked against LSU. Of course, we got a glimpse of that last week against BC. I don't think Clemson is as bad as they uh, looked against Duke. They've had two games to kind of get the offense going a little bit. I know it was against weak competition, but and and we also don't know if if Jordan Travis is a hundred percent healthy. You know, non throwing uh, shoulder injury uh, during last week's game. We'll see. He's he's going to play, but uh, maybe that could affect him. So. I'm, I'm
1: taking the points. I'm going to go with Trey. Um, I, I just don't have the faith in Clemson. The first game does make a bit of a difference. But, you know, obviously FSU struggled last week as well. To me, this is the deciding factor and why I was like, well, both teams have had a little bit of struggle. But, I mean, Florida State's managed to stay undefeated. But we've also, I just kind of looked at, you know, both teams are going to be up for this game. This is a huge game. They're both going to want to do their play their best. We've seen Florida State's best look pretty darn good. Uh, and Florida Clemson, not yet. I'm a little bit more like, okay. if both teams play their A game, Florida State's got it right now. So uh, that's really why I got to go with with Florida State's just I've seen them be really good. I haven't seen that from Clemson for a little bit. Okay, yeah, it's a tough game. All right. We've got
2: Auburn at Texas A&M and the Aggies are favored seven and a half. So I like the Aggies to win this game, but I'm just not quite ready to give more than a touchdown. Um, So I'll take Auburn with the points. Uh, A&M, they're more talented. But now, as we get into conference play, the pressure is probably going to mount here on on Jimbo and the Aggies. They've already got the the loss to Miami, where they gave up forty eight points. They need to kind of bounce back and show that you know they are they're improved from last year and they can take that next step. Um, I'm not in love with Auburn's offense after watching them a, a couple times this year. They're kind of juggling quarterbacks with Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne, but but I do think they have enough defense to kind of keep it close, keep Wigman in check. Um, but I, ultimately I do think with the Aggies at home with the 12th man can, uh, can get the win, but I just won't give the full
0: 7.5. Okay, next game. We got Colorado at Oregon. Oregon is favored 21. This one, I mean, the, the TCU upset was fun. The Nebraska yeah. domination was, was fun. Colorado State game, disappointing, but they got the W. This one, this one would just blow yeah. the college football
1: world on fire if they were able <laughs> yes, to pull this would. off. Yeah, yeah, and unfortunately they they don't have Travis Hunter, so that's going to be tough without a playmaker on both sides of the ball. There, it's like losing two players. Um, they've, yeah, it's, they've been an incredible story, but I, you know, I do think this is where the honeymoon's going to kind of come to an end. Um, Reality is going to hit them a little bit. I think we're going to win big. Um, it just, I'm not sure where the playmakers and playmaking is going to happen. I know Sh- Shadur Sanders is a is a good player, but the Ducks r- have a really good running game and. Colorado cannot stop the run. Like I think the the ground game is just going to decide this game. Like on Colorado can't run it and they can't stop it. And Oregon's good enough to take advantage of both. So I don't know. I I, I know Shadour is great. So he's going to manage to put up some points because you know he's been awesome. But I don't know. I just don't think they're but he's going to be able to keep pace um, with the Ducks. So I'm going to say like a 49-24 type of win. But uh, yeah, it's this is going to be a tough one for for the Buffs.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I like that analysis there. I'm I'm gonna. I think the Buffs' luck ends as well. I mean, they gave up 500 yards to Colorado State, which had the 125th ranked SP Plus offense last week. Um, Oregon is licking their chops, and uh, because they also want to prove their are legit. Um, Bo Nix, I think, will kind of add to his Heisman campaign. Uh, the students are they have a late start. The students are back. They start classes next week. Odson's gonna be just lit. Um Shadur is a talent. Like I'm I agree, Ryan. Like he's gonna do something, but uh, but they've been fortunate to get to this point. Um, but I the other thought on the other side for Oregon, we're gonna learn a little bit about their defense because it hasn't been stellar in Lanning's early tenure, and so we can kind of see if they've uh, if they've improved in this game. But I'm yep, thinking Oregon. All, yeah, we're all three in, in agreement. This is the first
0: game where they are completely outmatched from a talent perspective and i think that's going to show especially you know mentioned without travis hunter coming off of a hard-fought overtime game whereas oregon they played hawaii at home last week kind of you know that's that's almost like a bye for them and yeah laying 21 with with the ducks
1: all right moving on to another pack 12 battle here we got uh, ucla at utah and utah's favored four and a half yeah,
0: as we record this on Wednesday night, we did not know whether Cam Rising is going to be available. Obviously, the line is kind of uh, reflecting that uncertainty. But either way, I just think this is going to be a very tough environment uh, for a you know, true freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, to go into really his first kind of big test. So I think the Utah defense, uh, led by Morgan Scali, is going to force a couple of freshmen, freshman mistakes from him. And we'll just see if this UCLA defense is really as, as improved as kind of the light schedule would, would make it appear. I'm I'm not so sure I'm I'm going to take the Utes. That's fair. Um,
2: yeah, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take UCLA just because the Utes are, they're so banged up. I mean, obviously we don't know about Cam rising, but there's other guys like Brant Keithy, um, Whittingham also mentioned there's like, there's like 15 to 16 guys where he said they're just questionable right now. Um, and like even if Rising does play, like is there any rust factor there at least maybe for a half or whatever? Um, and I, I do like that Dante Moore's gotten his feet wet for a few games, albeit like you said against very you know inferior competition. Um, but their their run game has been on fire. Their defense seems to have improved. They, they're seventh in the country in tackles for loss. I know it's a weaker schedule, um, and Utah is very stingy. But UCLA did pretty well offensively last year uh, against the Utes. Um,
1: So I think, you know, I'm going to take the points with UCLA. Yeah, I agree with Trey. I don't know. I just don't see Utah just separating a ton. UCLA looks pretty good. Dante Moore looks good. Uh, Their defense looks solid. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't see them getting run out of the, out of Salt Lake city with a big, with a big loss. I think it'll be come down to the wire.
2: All right. I also saw that Utah is their 89th in offensive success rate. So See if that improves. Obviously, if rising plays, it should improve. All right, Ole Miss at Alabama. Alabama is favored a touchdown. What do you guys think? Yeah, Jalen Milrow will be getting the start
0: at at quarterback. I think it's a good thing for for Bama. um But this, you know, it, it does seem like a buy low opportunity if if you're going to jump in on on the Crimson Tide. But I just can't do it. I'm too worried about the quarterback play. Uh, the O line play has been—it's sh- it's not just quarterback. Like offensive yeah. line is has been Receivers, bad, especially in pass protection. Um, the receiving core—it's been a couple of years now of like who's the the big go-to yeah. playmaker. Like they're just—they're not at the level of the Ohio States and, and USC. So, um, and on the other side, Jackson Darts off to a great start this year. Lane Kiffin, two out of the past three years, has has had this kind of a—you know—kept it close late in the game. And that's when I think Ole Miss was more outmatched than they are now. So yeah. I'm, I'm taking uh, Ole Miss plus the it's the seven, right, we're getting? And seven. I'm going to make that my lock.
1: I, I'm with you, Mike. I'm also going to take uh, Ole Miss. I, I'm off the Alabama bandwagon at this point. I picked them the last two weeks. Picked them versus Texas. And then I picked them against South Florida to try to get off the schneid. But thought they'd whoop up on them, but no. Um, so, yeah, I'm rolling with the... With Ole Miss, I I, I can't trust Alabama's offense to create any separation against a good team like Ole Miss. Uh, it's, it, I'm, I've been impressed with Dart. I think he's actually been really good. Um, so clearly they have the QB edge right now. And I don't know, as long as Ole Miss can hold up against the run game, as long as their defense just doesn't get kind of gashed a little bit, which I think they've been a little bit better. Um, they did a pretty decent job against like Tulane, who has a pretty good run game. So I think they will hold up fine. And without that, Bama's going to really struggle. Uh, so I think it'll be a close one. Um, and Ole Miss definitely has a chance to win. So I'm take the rebels. All right. I'm going to go the other way. I'm not high on
2: Alabama, but I just think this week we're going to get the best version of this Alabama team. Um, it's, you know, I obviously Melrose looks to be the best of the options and it'll be a test for Ole Miss defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, formerly Alabama's DC Almost just gave up 470 plus yards to Georgia Tech at home. They were in a dogfight with Tulane with the backup quarterback, and we're going to learn about Jackson Dart. Like, can he do it on the road against a good defense? Big Bad Alabama. So, you know, everyone is doubting the Tide and Saban. I'll hop on their wagon this week. <laughs> I'm going to make them my lock Oof. of the week. Oof. All right. I know it's, I it know, might be that? ugly. It might be it's ugly to watch, locks. but Hey, our, our triple lock uh, last
0: week. Oh. Uh, sure. Sure. Worked out. K-State. well, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not so great. Oh. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, Oregon state is favored three at Washington state, a battle for the, the pack two championship. <laughs> and I like the Cougs to, to win this one at home. I, I think they might have a pretty good defense under, under Jake Dickert pace of the offense can kind of mask that but uh but i think it is good and so i think they'll slow down dju and cam ward seems to be you know taking that next step under ben arbuckle we've mentioned the the former western kentucky offensive coordinator so give me give me wazoo yeah it's gonna be
1: fun one to watch i'm looking forward to that game um all right now i'm gonna touch on iowa at penn state uh the nittany lions are favored 15 and that's a lot of points uh, to give uh, Iowa. Uh, Phil Parker's defenses do not tend to make it easy on offenses to score against them, um, especially the offense as well, when they don't tend to run a whole lot of plays. So I'm taking Iowa. Uh, Kate McNamara, I think will be able to you know move the ball well enough uh, to be able to score some points at least, or maybe touch a couple of touchdowns. Maybe, hey, they got maybe.
0: 41 last week. They uh, exactly. They, they needed yeah, they, that one.
1: They got a late one to really. T- <laughs> yeah, they were throwing. Help. Yeah, they were trying to get some racket up. So he, I think he's about plus ten points on this on the season now. So he needs to like average twenty four from here on out to okay. get that twenty five. So yeah, it's 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 right there. Uh, but yeah, I think th- they'll be able to score just just enough. So if they score like fourteen, maybe seventeen points, that gives them. Penn State's got to score thirty uh, against Iowa, and Iowa just doesn't does not give up thirty. They that is an incredibly hard number to score against them. Um, and then last week, you know, at Illinois. Uh Penn State just was a little shaky. Drew Allard didn't have a great game. He was like under 50 percent under completions, and you know the final was 30 to 13, but Illinois gave him five turnovers. It was a five nothing turnover margin, so and Penn State still kind of struggled a little bit to put him away. So that was a little alarming. Um, so I just don't see them being able to truly separate from Iowa. Penn State's going to win, but Iowa will keep it within 15. And actually, sorry, Iowa's going to be my lock. Oh, Yes. Oh man,
2: that's gonna be a fun one for you to watch. Watch that yeah. offense trying yeah. to come <laughs> back for you.
1: <laughs> Go back to Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, the big one where game day is this week: Ohio State minus three at Notre Dame. I'm. You know, I'll start us off here. I'm going to take the Irish. Um, Sam Hartman could you know vault himself to the top of the Heisman race this week uh, if he has a big one. So there's two things I'm watching in this game, Kyle McCord and the Buckeyes defense. Uh, He's looked McCord. Finally, he broke out last week against Western Kentucky, a couple shaky performances before that, but I want to see McCord do it in this environment on the road at night against, you know, what we think here is a top 10 defense. Uh, This Notre Dame team appears more balanced on offense and defense. And, you know, Sam Hartman, he's now, he's seen it all in, in his college career. He's thrown 13 TDs, no picks, uh, and against that Buckeye defense under Jim Knowles, it looks to have improved, but they only have five sacks this year against three inferior opponents. This is going to be the first test to really see how improved they are. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm going the other way,
0: though. I'm going with Ohio State. I And the two things you mentioned, like I'm a believer. I think Kyle McCord, of course, that first game against Indiana, not great. But now it is clear that... It maybe even was clear going into that game, but they were making it look like a competition between him and Devin Brown. Clearly, yeah. he's the guy. He's had the last two games to kind of work out the kinks and get some confidence, you know, like you said, especially in that last game, played really well. But uh, now, obviously, the, the level of competition steps up, but I think he's has more confidence uh, in his role. And the defense, I think, is underrated. Like, I think, it feels like people just kind of, after last year, like, oh, Jim Knowles stinks. And I, I don't... Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm building a scare. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I agree with you. I think year two, like they're taking a jump. I really like this defense, and yeah,
1: I'm, I'm. I'll say they, they get the win on the road. Okay, I'm not a believer. Quite so much, especially on Kyle McCord. Yet, um, I think this game will tell us obviously quite a bit. Uh, if he's going to be kind of the next the next dude um, for Ohio State, because Notre Dame's defense has been really good thus far. They they give up just over 230 yards per game total. So they're they're just they're making it hard on on folks. And um, so I I think McCord will struggle against that now. I do think, I like Michael, I I do think Ohio State's defense is pretty good, so I I don't think Hartman's going to necessarily tear up the the Buckeye defense, but I think they'll be able to move the ball more consistently um, than Ohio State will. So, you know, a home dog, plus three, Notre Dame's looking pretty good to me. Um, I just have more faith in Hartman than I do McCord, so I'll take uh, the the Irish as well. Okay, let's uh, close out the episode with a questionable
0: finish. All right. This comes from a question on the college football subreddit. What team, other than you own, other than your own, are you happy to see succeed? Uh, Washington
1: State, I guess, for me. Oh, you know, knew, that's knew some, my answer too. Yeah, I knew some people. Think oh, there. yeah. And, you know, it's uh, how can you not well, cheer for the Cougs, especially yeah, now? They, <laughs> they've
0: always, they've, you know, they don't get the best recruits. Yeah, they're not in the uh, sexiest of locations, but. Yeah. they their students party hard and they they really support support the team yeah. yeah
2: we have some friend connections there too they're they're fun to watch and I guess you could also say kind of Oregon State they're just because yeah. they have yeah. they're a similar gotcha position it's I, I don't have a problem with them having some success yeah
0: all right if you had to bet your life on picking the winner of one, Power Five conference this year, other than Georgia and the SEC, I thought they were <laughs> maybe the kind of clear answer there. Yeah. Who would you pick? I don't know. That is I mean, maybe so... it's not. It's not super clear, but I, don't I mean, know if you include the... that. I don't know. Uh, well, okay. if I include that, are you are you not
2: are you?
1: I think I still. I think I'd go with somebody else. Okay, all right. Well, let's hear it. Okay. okay. Well, I'll, uh, yeah. Go check. Well, go,
2: go ahead, Ryan. What? What? Are you, you're Mr. Confident here.
1: Well, I'm not Mr. Confident, but I just Georgia is a little shaky. They don't look exactly confident. I think Michigan. I think Michigan's oh, the, ter- wow. the clear Big 10. They've won a couple years in a row. They beat uh, Ohio, Ohio State a couple State, years in a row right there. Yeah, no way. You got Ohio yeah. State they get, Penn State. They get Ohio State at home. Hey, well Georgia's got to place, you know, I no conference one. title game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> LSU had an no. amazingly class week, week. I think LSU's yeah. good. But Georgia's they can, got to play they're Florida, at least they could get lose. there. No, Michigan I, I gets hear Ohio you. State I'm... in Ann Arbor. They've dominated yeah. in the last two games. I don't know. Okay. No,
2: that's fair. Fine. I'll, I'm going to go with uh, Texas. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not like obviously super confident in this, but the way I look at it is the Big 12, I don't think is as deep. Oklahoma looks very good. You know, maybe Kansas State as we sit here, but I'll say Texas.
0: I went with Texas too. Also, not, I was down to them and Florida State just because, you know, hmm. Clemson's already got a loss in ACC play. And so it's kind of who's that number two to Florida State in the. ACC you know you got Miami and I don't know but um but Texas it it feels like there's a high percentage it's them in Oklahoma of course always a chance somebody somebody else pops up but um and I just I like Texas a bit better than OU that's fair all right let's get to our upset specials we got to pick a seven plus point underdog to win outright last week Hit my first one of the year. I had good BYU boy. to win at Arkansas Ooh, as boy. an eight and a half point dog. I'm going back to the well. BYU Ooh, yeah. is on the road again. They're an eight and a half point dog. And they're oh. playing a team that has Kansas in their name. Right? We got Arkansas now. Déjà vu all over again. Arkansas. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's do it. That's really my main reason. That's but also. Crazy. Their defense is the taking a big against the Saint. Wow! Yeah, big jump forward. Um, that hire of Jay Hill, the Weber State's head coach, as their DC, seems to have been potentially a game-changing hire for uh, Sataki. So go BYU. Dude, Kansas, Kansas almost lost at
2: Nevada last week.
0: Dude. I, exactly. Yeah, they were like what a twenty-eight point favorite, and yeah, uh, they, 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 they were in a dogfight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nevada sucks.
1: <laughs> 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 Who you got, right? Uh, I'm going to go not a little, Nevada. no, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go bold on this one. I'm going to take uh UTSA or a 21 point at, at Tennessee. Oh. Um, their quarterback, Frank Harris is still day to day. So I, I, I'm not sure if he's going to play, but the backup last week, Eddie Lee Marburger, he played really well. Uh, actually, in his in Harris's absent. Now, their defense didn't quite do so well. But, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, Tennessee struggled with Austin P Then, obviously, this past week, Florida, they didn't play very well. So, I could see some confidence issues brewing, maybe a little restlessness amongst the, the Vol Nation. Maybe UTSA can come in and take advantage of that and surprise them. Josh Heupel hot seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can uh, run Ravel quick.
2: Yeah. I'll go with a weird one. Bowling Green getting 13 at home to Ohio. Uh Bowling Green last week they forced three picks of JJ McCarthy at Michigan. It was kind of a game early in the first in the first half. They're 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 feisty in Ohio. They beat Iowa State. They're kind of on a high. Now they're back into conference. I'm going to give the Falcons a shot. All
0: right that'll do it for this episode of the college football bros um as always you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash college football bros and uh leave us a five-star review we uh we got uh, a couple uh recently i but we should we should get to those next episodes some some good for sure reviews so cool. if you get them in uh this weekend we'll we'll get to those next week so we'd appreciate that and we will see you next time